to be horrible having to do press and defend something that you know is shit. The person who's asking you questions know is shit, and you're still having to try and defend <laughs> that it. That picture's from Batman versus Superman, though. Mm. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was from Justice No, League. no, it's from Batman vs. Superman. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, fuck him then. Fuck <laughs> him. <laughs> he knew what he was getting into on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the second Marveling Marvel pod of the week. We couldn't not talk about it. So here we are. Literally, we couldn't. We spent the whole last episode talking about <laughs> it as well. <laughs> we're going to talk, we're going to go through our thoughts, having all watched it, all four hours of it, four hours of the Snyder Cuts. Uh, to do that, we have Terry. Terry, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Ready uh, to go. Yeah, yeah, me too. I've got a little disclaimer at the start. We'll do that in a second. And Steve, Steve, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You all right? Good. Yes. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> like, I feel like I've got to get some stuff off my chest because the internet is crazy. Um, so, first thing I'm going to say is I'm happy this film got made. Okay? Mm-hmm. For what Zack Snyder went through in his personal life to, to, to not get to finish the thing that he was working on I am happy for him that he got to finish this. I am happy for the people, the nice people that enjoyed the Snyder Cut. The ones that didn't give uh, reviewers grief. The ones that didn't go crazy on people just because they didn't like the fucking Snyder Cut or weren't were against the Snyder Cut being released. I'm happy that they got the film they wanted. Um, I also need the disclaimer that I don't really like Zack Snyder as a director. Like, I haven't really liked anything else he's done. So this probably wasn't going to be my cup of tea. There we go. Those are the disclaimers. And And as prefix it, then let's all get our prefixes out. Yeah, yeah. I am a fan. I'm Terry. I'm a fan of Zack Snyder. (laughs) (laughs) I've enjoyed most of his films. I think Dawn of the Dead is amazing. I really like like 300. Yeah. Um, Even Sucker Punch, which Mm. I think is probably the most comparable to these films because... Mm. It looks pretty, but fuck knows what's happening. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited about Army of the Dead, his new zombie film that's coming yeah. to Netflix with Batista in it. Um, and I, Batman is my favourite superhero of all time. Ah, that's worth mentioning as well. I fucking love Batman. Uh, and I fucking love Superman as well. And make no mistake, I will fucking love Batman. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, I love The Flash. The Wonder Woman film was great. I'm not... It's not that I, I'm not a big fan of Wonder Woman. I don't, I don't know her that well. So the Flash, Batman, Superman were the ones that kind of followed on DC in the comics, but mostly Batman. We might mention some of some some of the the Batman stuff in the comics a bit later on. But yeah, huge Batman fan. So Steve, where do you well. stand Steve, on Snyder? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's been abundantly obvious over the last few weeks. I've not been as vocal <laughs> as you guys have. Um, yeah, enjoyed 300. That was good. I've not seen Sucker Punch, so I can't like give that a, a comparison. Um, I think probably over the course of the DC films, he's kind of got himself a bit because I kind of think he sees himself as the Kevin Feige of the DC universe, probably. Um, but yeah, like you boys said, Batman's my favourite superhero. 
has been since a kid. I've mm. got the baby logo tattooed on my arm, so that must mean something. Um, yeah, I mean, I have no real feelings towards Zack Zack Snyder. To be fair, like 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 Dan said, what he went through in his personal life is horrible. Um, mm. You know, that's just it stinks uh, that has happened to someone, and what he's been through is absolutely nice. And I'm glad that he got to make the film, like Dan said. Mm. Um, I kind of you know when people sort of say they they, they nothing someone. Mm. That's kind of what I'm with him. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't hate him. I don't like him. Yeah. It, I only really speak about him with you guys. He's not like the forefront of my mind every day. Um, but <laughs> sadly, you know, he is mine. <laughs> yeah, I uh, but yeah, but you know, yeah, I, like I, said, I love Batman, and mm. uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw out there for everyone else. I, I, I enjoyed Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm just going to throw that one out there. Other than that, so, you know, we can move on. I thought we could start with the things we liked about the film. Okay. Okay. Get the get the shorter part out of the way first. <laughs> um, so, in general, I think the casting is brilliant. Like as you said, Ben Affleck is Batman. I really like Ezra Miller as the Flash. I really like Ray Fisher as Cyborg. More on him in a second. Awesome. But he's Henry- actually in this film. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Henry Cavill as Superman. Brilliant. Um, and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, just just great casting. They are excellent, like perfectly cast as far as I'm concerned. I really like all of them. They are not who I have an issue with in this film, or I what think I have an issue Batman with. Batman gets a better representation in this version as well. In the Justice League or the Justice League, I guess we'll have to call it for differentiation. <laughs> in, He's a bit of, he's scared, mm. he's like, oh God, he's coming. Whereas in this, <clears throat> at least, he's not like, oh, we're going to win, but he's like, there's the bit where this is like, they've defeated thousands of Earth, thousands yeah. of planets, and he's like, not us, not together. He's a lot more, I mean, he says a couple of times, isn't he, I've got faith, Alfred. He's like a man reborn, so to speak, whereas you didn't get that in the Justice League. I think that's a bit more Batman-like of a case of, it doesn't matter how we have to win. Because there's quite a few times where he basically puts his life on the line, mm. To make sure that the, like he drives off to take all the parademons away, to give the others time, yeah. even though the Flash is fucking the Flash. So <laughs> why he needed time to get anywhere? <laughs> um, but no, I think he gets a much better representation. Um, obviously, Amy Adams gets some screen time again as well compared mm. to the other one, but again, not a lot. Um, so I'm drifting out of good stuff already. Um, <laughs> Uh, I th- I mean I do think although we mocked him I do think Darkseid looked quite good especially in the sort of nightmare vision where he's using his I forget the name of his mm. special vision where he can like bend it around corners and stuff like mm. that and I did think although we mentioned in the group chat that Steppenwolf does come across as a bit of a pussy whip twat oh it does like, oh Darkseid I love you Darkseid but I think at least that gave him a reason to be in the yeah, that's, that's Justice no... League, he doesn't have. He's just some guy who's been sent to get the mm. mother boxes. Whereas in this, it is. I'm doing it for Darkseid. He's a, something has happened. He's betrayed him, and he mm. owes him a hundred thousand planets. Yeah. So at least there's this. There's the reason why he's doing it. And so I sort of enjoyed that. It's no less than um, Thanos's followers are as well. Like, yeah, the, I mean, it, yeah. I guess it could be comparable to Loki in the first mm. Avengers film. Yeah, because Thanos sends Loki to. Yeah, mesh. Up, That's very, very similar. So, yeah. yeah, so I think he comes across, although he comes across as a bit of a shriveling, mm. almost, almost a bit like Dwight from The Office. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, hey. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from he didn't set the office on fire and lock everyone in it. Um, 
but they did a few I, I worse that. things than that. <laughs> yeah. And I think most of the things I liked about it was the differences in the resets. Mm. So the removing the pink tint from the end battle, which made mm. no sense. Mm. Um, again, just giving everyone more time. So we get a good look at the Flash and what he's about. We get a good look about Cyborg and what he's about. We get that backstory, which in the first film, mm. because they decided to build outwards rather than Marvel and build inwards. Mm. We just got oh his flash he's a bit of a bit of a wisecracker he's, he's the cyborg. funny guy he's a yeah. bit sad yeah. yeah and we just got like pastiches of their character whereas in this we actually get to see their character yeah so the cyborg stuff in general I thought was really good like you you genuinely feel for him throughout the film mm. as well mm. like it's it's almost like David Cronenberg style body horror like with what's kind of left of him before he's all put back together again um and mm. it's you you feel so sorry for him that like you get real emphasis on like his past what he what he wanted to be what he'd hoped to be and really he just wanted his dad to be there and his dad trying everything to like that that stuff is genuinely i thought was was really good um and and the fact that Cyborg kind of becomes one of the more powerful members of the Justice League in this film as well. Yeah, like, he's, he's yeah. like an important cog, isn't he, in this yeah. one? To, like the whole plan. Yeah, you can't you can't do it without him, and I really like that. Um, I do have to say though, the bits with his dad do jar with me hmm. because Joe Morton will always be Miles Benner Dyson to me. I can't <laughs> see him on screen and not think that he's going to create Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> he's just ingrained in my mind as that. Character. But that that that's a nice little Easter egg as well. I think, like, essentially, he does. <laughs> yeah, true. So, like, true uh, you know, this is this is this is the DC equivalent of that. Um, I also think. There are some... Here's what I will say about Zack Snyder films. You can take stills of it and they will look beautiful. Yeah. Like, uh. I've already seen so many stills of, like, this is why you need Zack Snyder, because look at this. And it's like, that one particular moment looks beautiful if you take a pit stop and take a picture of it. And there's there's a few of those kind of set pieces in this film. Yeah, I mean, going back to that three hundred and stuff, he is a very good visual director, and I think we, I think he, did, I'm not sure if he did or not start in music videos, but wouldn't surprise me. That's the sort mm. visual imagery. Mm. All of his films have great visual imagery. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm, I swear, there's more stuff. I like. I like the Flash in this as well. In general, like much less irritating than in in the. Joss Why did he have such a stupid run though? I, I don't get it. Like, is there because he has such flimsy, flappy arms? Yeah, and it's—I mean, again, it's possibly because his action. I love slow-mo. He looks like he's running in slow motion mm. when he should be moving in real time. If that makes sense. Yeah. Although, and when all, the world is in slow motion, he yeah. should be moving normal. But when, he still seems to do this weird. Oh, that's true. When one of my favourite moments is, and it was in the original one as well, is when he's running around Superman. And he thinks he's got yeah, and Superman, up, and then Superman just yeah. turns around. I love that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And I will it's never. It's just his yeah. face of shit. <laughs> you can keep up with me. It's been in everything that Superman's ever been in, but any kind of shot of Superman floating above Earth, I'm all I'm here for. I fucking love that. I think it's such a cool thing. Like 
Superman in general is 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 a character I really really like just because like if he's done right he's just like the ultimate epitome of good like this is the person that is just everything good get onto that in a bit though um so <laughs> what about you Steve yeah. what were your good bits you mentioned you liked Batman but yeah um <clears throat> I actually watched this. I watched this again on Saturday afternoon. Um, you watched it twice. You watched it twice. No, yeah, <laughs> I watched it. Um, my plan was literally to have it on as like background noise, mm. but then only no matter how, you know you guys like you watch a film and it's shit, you kind of just oh, yeah, end yeah. up finding yourself watching it. And I watched it again. And I, I kind of felt like I watched it a second time, especially after the first hour. Mm. A lot more eagle eyed trying to pick out. I think I messaged a group and pushed straight away when I said, watch it. it was like, well, it was better than the shit that Joss Whedon gave us, but it obviously tells us not hard. Mm. I feel like for me, the, I think you guys have probably already highlighted things I like, like giving Cyborg a bit more depth in the mm. character. I think it was great. Um, I, I, I really liked the scene with uh, the car crash and Flash. Now, it's been a while since so I've seen the original. I can't remember if that was in the original or not. No. I remember. It wasn't. Um, okay. Iris got completely cut out because Josh mm. was racist and hates women. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Woman in his film had to go. <laughs> I liked it yeah. until he's moving yeah. a fucking hot dog away from her face. That's yeah. so yeah. stupid. And it's I mean, I guess a... had Josh reading that, he'd have probably slapped her around the face with it. A little <laughs> probably, bit yeah. <laughs> and and I understand, like, I understand the whole point of it is that then he he bribes the dogs with the hot dog. But mm. does it have to be right next to her face in like a carry on joke kind of way? Like, yeah, I yeah, thought okay. that scene again. Yeah. I thought that scene just went on too long. I know it was in slow motion, but I just thought it went on for far too long. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that he ripped his shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get. Oh, he's moving so fast. He fair. ripped his shoes. It's like surely he would have developed his own fucking shoes that he could wear. Yeah, he, he's developed a whole suit based on something that astronauts wear. Or based on like but he's the, just yeah. knocking about in converse all the other yeah. time. <laughs> um, but um, no, I mean again, it looks amazing. Mm. But and again, did that need to be Iris West? Again, that's Zack Snyder casting the entire DC universe. But that could have just been a woman. I thought they've made it Iris. It was pretty weird that it was in the middle of this basically comedic scene. So, like, there's this scene where, like, he's going in, he's trying to get a job in the dog groomers, and the dogs don't like him. So then this car crash happens where it turns into, like, like googly eyes, love hearts around, around his and her face, moves a fucking hot dog away from her face, which is fucking ridiculous, um, and, then, and then goes back and it's comedic scene again. It's like, that, that doesn't really work. Like, I think it's a really yeah. cool scene, but I, I think... I think it, I think it kind of misses the mark. Either you do like a, a a romance scene, or you don't. You don't put it in the middle of this bit where he's trying to get a job, and then the dogs all of a sudden love him because he's going to grab a load of hot dogs from a hot dog vendor that's just been. Well, I love the fact that they're still conducting the interview despite the fact that there has been a massive accident that's happened just outside. And her the shop. window has blown outwards <laughs> yeah. during this accident. And and not just that. How much does that that fucking lorry driver want that burger? 
<laughs> I know he is going for that, isn't he? Yeah. He is like, that is the best burger I've ever had. I yeah. am not giving up. I don't on care it. if it's covered in my pubes on the floor. But I've got to be it. where I need to be in five minutes so I can't pull over. Yeah. So I'm just gonna in the middle of a town, just gonna like bend fully over to try and get this burger. With with my length arms because they're that fucking short. It's just get it like there. hashtag spoiler alert, Dawson's Creek, how Dawson's dad dies. Oh, is He's it? driving along eating an ice cream and the ice cream falls off. And he does that again, literally completely down, trying to get up a scoop of ice cream and has a car accident and dies. Oh, man, just leave the food. That's, that's I, I, that's, I laugh that's, about that's it. That's the takeaway, people. There's a, there's a player called Nate Belson in the NFL, and he was out for a season because he broke his leg because he got in a car crash because the pizza started to slip on the passenger seat that he was taking home. So he went to save it by leaning over like that and hit a tree or something. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, like, Amazing. these things do happen, I suppose, but uh, still... He already wanted that burger, didn't he? But I'm with you. I mean, I think talking about the flash scene leads into one of my biggest problems is all the slow-mo. Oh, my God. Mm. There is so... I mean, obviously, you've got to give him a bit for the flash because the flash needs to have slow-mo, otherwise the flash isn't the flash. But as I've mentioned, the flash still seems to move in slow-mo in slow-mo, even Mm. though he should move normally when everything else is around him. But like the opening scene, which is obviously Superman getting mm. stabbed, and the whole point is that his scream is activating yeah. the mother boxes or whatever. That is about five minutes, and yeah. it's about thirty seconds of film. Yeah, and it is just like and I think it would have more impact if it wasn't in slow motion as well. Yeah, if we'd have actually like yeah. heard that scream. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I just think there's far too much slow-mo in and amongst it. Like, Wonder Woman gets a bit of slow-mo. I thought she, as well, her, like, opening scene, so to speak, where she mm. has that fight with the with the unnamed terrorists who want to destroy <laughs> London for some unknown we don't, reason. We don't have a name because we don't want to annoy anyone, but this is what she we want to do. She seems unnecessarily yeah. brutal during that scene. Um, like she literally throws someone headfirst into a wall. I, I and there's it, no way she's throwing that suitcase far enough. If that is going to level four city blocks, that needs to go a lot further than she throws it. I think the idea that someone letting loose with an automatic rifle on the kids sounded better when it was on a storyboard than when she's doing the madness dancing in front of everyone as yeah. she's like trying again, to stop that, the, that specialist, the bullets. Yeah. You get the sense that that was done completely in CGI rather than just getting yeah, Gal Gadot doesn't, doesn't to move like her, yeah. and then speeding up the footage. Yeah, because there's no way. He doesn't even know how to do that. Like speeding no. up? What the fuck's wrong with you? Never going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't slow, like her Slow or normal, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, well, I just thought the whole if we're going to talk about it in the yeah. fucking chapter titles or whatever I thought the whole first chapter was incredibly slow yeah it just takes forever like the whole bit with the Amazons mm. everything was just so slow and plodding and it was just like that was the bit I think that for me was just too much I think it got better as it went along but that opening oh. was just the, so drab the bit where Steppenwolf a bit. so I, I liken the bit where Steppenwolf appears to the bit in Avengers where Loki appears to get the Tesseract which is done in mm. what like three four minutes maybe that whole yeah, scene yeah pre-credits yeah uh. and it is one of the most exciting scenes in that film is when he appears and the whole building's collapsing and they're trying to escape and you've got Maria Hill like trying to shoot Loki. He's got Hawkeye on there. And I swear that scene took probably a third as long as whatever the hell's going on 
with the Amazonians and Steppenwolf. Um, and it just was not interesting to me at all in any way, shape or form. No, it makes no sense. He appears mm. through a boom tube yeah. next to the mother box and then yeah. proceeds to monologue for five minutes rather than just going, boop, and then mother, <laughs> and then boom tube it back out of there. And yeah. they close it off, they drop it in the ocean. It's like, he beamed into that with the fucking boom tube. He'll just beam out. I mean, he doesn't. He breaks out of it. But yeah. Surely he could just boom tube out of it. You've just murdered it, your entire family for no fucking reason. I really like that someone's already compared him to a Brillo pad as well. <laughs> <laughs> like someone that I saw a great meme with, like, oh man, I get my dishes really clean with Steppenwolf. <laughs> uh, that that made me laugh quite a lot um yeah the whole this film didn't need to be four hours long will be what i would say no. and if you could get it down to three hours long i think more people would be interested in it and i think you could get it down to three hours easy yeah easy because like i said in the group chat i'm not against long films no as the, the example i gave was the harry potter Deathly Hallows Part 1 and yeah. 2. That was a book that was split into two films totaling about five hours yeah. because the story dictated that they needed that long to tell it. Yeah. This is a film that is probably two and a half hours long that has been stretched. It's yeah. like The Walking Dead after Series 1. They just went, we can make more out of this. We can make more out of this. And as I say, and it's not even like because it's an actual... I, one of my favourite ever films is Magnolia, which mm. is a three-hour film, which is just a drama. Yeah. Nothing happens, nothing explodes. I mean, it does rain frogs at one point, yeah. but it's not a big action oh. epic. It is just quite a small drama of mm. s- several hammers. I'm not against long films, mm. as long as it's warranted. And yeah. the payoffs there, which I don't think this film... I mean, it's bit. Zach's been on record as he didn't. He didn't get paid for this film. Yeah. He said, "Like, don't pay me. Just mm. let me do what I want to do." And they've clearly let him do that. Yeah. There's clear. Apparently, the only thing I've read is he filmed a bit with a Green Lantern, mm. and was told 100 you are not allowed to use a Green Lantern. We've got a TV series we're going to make with Green Lanterns. We don't want you to affect that and it mm. a bit like um the arrowverse shows they were prohibited from using harley quinn because yeah. suicide squad was coming so he then put in martian manhunter instead that's the only thing that they sort of said to him and i have to get the quote up because it made me laugh um he said like he was told he was not allowed to do any additional photography he was told you've got mm. your 17 hours that you film yeah you can make whatever cut you want but that's your cut so um, the studio didn't want me to shoot anything new. One of the rules of making the Schneider cut was the studio said no shooting of any kind. And then just, of course, I shot stuff anyway, because suddenly, wait, there's rules on this now. You literally just said that you did it on an agreement that you would shoot no footage. And now you're oh, fucking rules. Yeah. That was a rule that was imparted <laughs> for you. Um, but yeah. So we'll get onto Martian Manhunter in a bit and the whole epilogue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Um because that was the additional footage was anything with Martian Manhunter mm-hmm. and the nightmare scene. That was the additional photography. He really loves those nightmare scenes, doesn't he? Well, <laughs> let's 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 save that till the epilogue, our epilogue. Um, I think one of the biggest problems this film has is that, like most films, if you've got someone that is Batman's level and you've got someone that is Superman's level 
you don't really know what to do with Superman. And to a certain extent, I'll say this, Endgame suffers from that with Captain Marvel as well. Now, yeah, that's it. Once you've yeah. got... Why do you need Batman in a world with Superman? Yeah. It's sort of the thing, isn't it? But one of my... I do big... like how they yeah. give him the um, gauntlets that can take on the heat ray, though. Yeah. I thought that was quite yeah. cool. I, mm. Well, more of that. Like, the one thing I'll say is that it kind of misunderstands Batman in this film, which is that it's... There's that line, isn't it? What's your superpower? I'm rich. Okay, that's not really your superpower. Your superpower is this just kind of like relentless struggle, this relentless nature that you were fucking clever. Yeah, and being the world's greatest detective. Like, you should be lucky to have Batman on your team. That's the way it should be. It shouldn't just be like the, well, he's got loads of gadgets, so we kind of want Batman as like a benefactor. No, Batman's Batman. Batman is awesome. Like, Mm. Batman's the guy that could spend give him what's the, <clears throat> the when he became Bat God which was when he became too powerful there was the, there was this idea that he could take down all of the Justice League as long as he had time to plan and that's the thing there that everyone one of the things always is that say yeah. in, a, in a safe somewhere he's yeah. got it written down how, how he would kill defeat everyone yeah. yeah yeah so like that's too far but he, he's the What's great about Batman is he is just a man fighting with against gods. And that's and I when I see that, I don't want to see him in a Batmobile. I want to see him punching gods like as a human. That's what he does. And like it just feels a bit if you made the video game of this, that's what Batman would have. He'd have like the bat tank and the bat plane and stuff like that because you wouldn't really know how to bring him into the video game. But this is a film where you have a little bit of artistic license where you get to say, right, well, maybe he doesn't spend the whole of the the biggest action scenes on turrets or in tanks or in walkers. Maybe he's just out there doing his best, just punching people. I don't care if you put him in a suit, whatever. But just, like, have him use some kind of intelligence. And that's where the biggest problem kind of comes in with some of these action scenes, which is that there is feels like there's little to no thought gone into them at all. Like Other than they'll look cool. Yeah. yeah, but even that, it doesn't feel like... There's never anything particularly cool about them. They they remind me of like watching the Transformers films, which is, here's some big mm. robots that are going to hit each other now. And it's like, when you get to the final action scene, it's like, that's not interesting. Like, watching big CGI robots hit each other is not interesting, and that's the feeling I got from this as well. There'll be cool things that they do every now and then, but it'll never be... There's never any stakes in it at all. Like, I never thought felt like anyone was ever in danger in this film. Um, no. And even if I did, I didn't care about the characters. And that's the biggest problem. I watched a film where I didn't care about Batman, which is True a huge problem. Yeah, Because he's Batman, and I love Batman. Um, I was surprised by some of the jokes as well that clearly were Zack Schneider jokes and not Joss Whedon jokes like the oh how did you get the house back mm. I bought the bank I genuinely thought that was a Whedon joke Don't yeah know why. I didn't hate that though like, yeah I didn't mind yeah. that yeah it was like that's the kind of thing we've, we've seen that in, in all the Batman films like doesn't Christian Bale's Batman say almost identically something similar to Harvey no, he's like, I own the restaurant, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's yeah, right. I don't yeah, think yeah. they'll put the tables together. Oh, they should yeah. do, I own the place. Exactly, yeah. 
so like i don't have a a massive problem with that but it's just uh, it just feels like there was a lot of extra in this that didn't need to be there that you could make this film a tight film I think I sent it to you guys at a review that I saw on Rotten Tomatoes and it was hashtag release of deleted scenes is what this film feels like. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. And as we mentioned, the Blu-ray that's just been announced, there ain't going to be any deleted scenes on that. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine how much he must have shot if this is with the best of it? Yeah. (laughs) I I dread to think. Um, It just feels like there were some scenes in there that just didn't fit as well so like we'll get on to the Martian Manhunt a bit I will just get on to it like the epilogue bit was terrible I thought just the whole thing in general I know it's there to set up whatever was meant to come next but it didn't make any sense because like yeah. halfway through the film you have Martian Manhunter turn up and go hi Lois how you doing you okay yeah. cool I'm gonna go now and you won't see me till the end of the film when I turn up at Batman's pad and, uh, and say that I'm yeah. going to join you now. Well, where the fuck were you? Uh-huh. We've just fought a big fucking fight. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. someone who can fly and change shape would probably be quite fucking handy. Yeah. Also, the bit where he goes, some call me the Martian Manhunter. Wink. And then... That, uh-huh. you know, does anyone call you the Martian Manhunter? Surely you'd say, my name's John Jones. Exactly, yeah. Um, And then the nightmare scene similar to the original nightmare scene which people seem to really love for some reason just makes it's just bollocks just utter nonsense just this it's it's clear i get the feeling Zack snyder's got a bit of a hard on for george miller i mean yeah you get that feeling from yeah. the from the nightmare scenes you get a feeling from yeah. the nightmare scenes and the fact that he used the same composer as um from fury road Oh, did he now? Yeah, yeah. Because it was originally Danny Elfman, wasn't it? Um, but, I can't uh, remember. I think they used yeah. the Batman theme that Danny yeah. Elfman oh, did that was in it. bits yeah, and pieces, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Oh, the other side of it, the, the other thing I, I, I'm not a fan of, is any time any one character is on screen, their theme tune comes up. So, like, you'd get, like, a 20-second blast of uh, Wonder Woman's theme, which really stands out from everyone else's as well. Fucking love the Wonder Woman theme. Though. It's great. Yeah, it's great. But at the same time, it's just like, all of a sudden, oh, there's Wonder Woman. How do I know? Because I can hear her. Like, <laughs> and the same with the Superman one as well. Like, just like, that being said, that soundtrack's amazing. But still, I'm going to go off on one if if, if people don't stop me. <laughs> it's like, I'm quite enjoying listening to you go on, Dan, yeah. to be fair. So the, the, um, the Joker. <laughs> the internet's going crazy for him they say he's amazing so the thing is yeah. I will just pre-propose yeah. this with I thought he was actually doing an okay job till he started doing his asthmatic laugh because his laugh is appalling because mm. it isn't enough it's just like <laughs> when he starts talking about reach rounds when he was doing his little bit about you sent a boy one to do a bat's job mm. I thought that was quite a nice line but then when it induces Batman to say fuck for no reason and says, mm. I will fucking kill. I can't envisage any universe, nightmare or otherwise, mm. where Batman would willingly work alongside the Joker that has killed Robin. If he was going to kill him, he would have fucking killed him. The, well, I think mm. what they're hinting at is that Batman <clears throat> can't let the Joker die. So he's brought the Joker with him for whatever reason. Because you just um, wouldn't trust the Joker, would you? That's the thing. In this scenario, 
yeah he's got a bit of a history of not not being particularly trustworthy but like <laughs> the other thing the other thing i didn't like was the pissing contest with well i killed robin well i killed harley quinn as well I was just like, yeah. oh god that's rubbish and yeah. jared leto is a fucking charisma vacuum oh like, he is isn't he he's just yeah. like oh my god <laughs> i'm beginning to think he's not a very good actor like in general yeah i was trying to think like dallas things Buyers that he's club. been truly brilliant obviously dallas Buyers yeah. club He's pretty good in Fight Club, but his main scene in that is getting his face pulverised. Yeah, which is more and more appealing now. Room um, with a Dream, <laughs> yeah. quite good, but... Yeah. But is there any film he's where he's not... As... Is there any film where he's not just playing Jared Leto does whatever? Like Jared Leto thing, as course. the Joker, Jared Leto as... Like, his the guy from 30 Seconds to Mars, if he owned a replicant factory in Blade Runner 2049 and was blind. <laughs> like, um... Mm. So, like, the guy from 30 Seconds to Mars, but he's wearing funny makeup and some really rubbish tattoos. Like, yeah. I don't really understand the nightmare sequences. I don't really understand what they add to the films either. Like, no, I understand them like, as a it, precursor. Is it a premonition? Is it not? Because it just. Because the thing is, as well, that they were like, oh, this film ends on a cliffhanger. Does it? No, it manufactures a cliffhanger that isn't really a cliffhanger. Because a cliffhanger no. is just Dark Side saying, okay. Hmm like get the fleet ready but that's the same as Thanos at the end of Ultron yeah. okay I'll do it myself yeah it's not a cliffhanger in this I thought it was going to end like the nightmare scene was real and, and that was going to be the ending or something like that if or it, it was going to end with end dark side that's fine but yeah. it doesn't end on that because then we've got the whole nightmare sequence and then the hi I'm Martian Manhunter I've just moved into the neighbourhood hi anyway uh, um, yeah. now it's safe I'm going to reveal myself <laughs> to you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I just feel like none of that was coherent in any way shape or form to what was going on in the film like if if you'd had more than one sequence with the Martian Manhunter going to Lois which doesn't make any sense anyway that whole yeah, bit doesn't the make whole thing sense. is like oh yeah you need to start reporting again yeah. why what fucking difference is that going to make yeah, what, uh. who are you to tell me what to fucking do like yeah, and then the other thing as well, just because I keep keeps blotting in out of my yeah. mind, the obviously indirect references to the fact that Lois is pregnant in this film yeah. as well. So Did not like this that. is one Either of the fucking issues. Say it or don't. One of the things I've realised over the last week is I actually quite like Zack Snyder as a person. I like everything <laughs> I've seen. He went on um, a right wing podcast that had had um, raised money for charity. And said that, yeah, cool, the money's great, thank you for this, but we don't want to have anything to do with this particular person that was on the podcast staring directly at him, just really looking forward to meeting Zack Snyder. He goes, you've said some really dodgy stuff regarding like racism and sexism and homophobia, and I don't really want to have any part of you, but thank you for raising the money. And it's like, fair play. Okay, he's just come on and he's, he's always just himself. And I, I appreciate that. Every actor that you that you see seems to fucking love him as well. Like this is this isn't one of those. He's a genius, so so we we love him. But no, they 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 all. Every single person that was in this film was keen to say congratulations, Zach. I know you've been working really hard on this, and that says something. Like it's little things like how Ryan Reynolds was going to sit watching it with the uh, Green Lantern ring. And uh, Zack Snyder says, I'll tell you what, I'll bring some of my whiskey over, like his brand whiskey over, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll sit and watch it together. 
and stuff like that. And it's like, this guy seems like a good dude. I just don't really like him as a director. <laughs> Not when he's got the keys to the kingdom. Mm, no. I think I think the problem was he did Man of Steel, he did okay, and then they went, you are Kevin Feige. Because I think the biggest thing you can look at in this film about how... Mm it was all about him and not really about the film or anything like that, mm. is the aspect ratio. Yes. Why the fuck would you put it in that? Because he's... I remember seeing that he moved it into that. It's yeah. not like he filmed it in that and he hadn't moved it and he thought, oh, it's going to be quicker to do this. He turned it back into that ratio, Yeah. which looks shit on everybody's TV. No one has a TV of that aspect ratio. That's yeah. a film, that's a TV that you bought 20 years ago Yeah. that went back further than the screen was. And just doing that to me was just like a real sort of, as I've said before, oh, I'm such an auteur. I'm going mm. to insist on this. Like Nolan insists on trying to shoot on IMAX. He insists on mm. shooting on film. Mm. Zack Snyder's gone, no, I'm going to do this ratio because it's going to look best for my film. But it's not for most people. Like, I watched mm. some of it on my iPad. It yeah. looked fucking dreadful. Yeah. And it's not like he can turn around and say, yeah, but it was designed to be on the big screen. You knew you were making this yeah. film for streaming. You knew this film was going to be watched by most people on their television, on their laptop. I don't. Here's what I don't entirely understand. I don't understand how this film is getting so much love, saying that this is finally they've released a film that equals the Avengers films. It's like, what? No, it really doesn't. No. I think obviously the people that were behind release of Snyder Cut almost feel duty bound to say that it's the best film they've ever seen. The thing that's really not concerned me, but is the amount of like genuine like critics who I like and genuinely agree with, mm. like really going like i mean not that i really like him but i read a lot of his reviews mm. robbie collin who works mm. for news world was like oh like this like just like how good it is it's like it's at best okay yeah so like uh kermode's review was like i watched it it was it was um well i'll, I'll tell you i'll get onto that in a second because it's actually quite interesting we can talk about that that is interesting you enjoying yourself steve yeah, I'm just enjoying listening to the rant, to be fair. <laughs> I, to, to be fair, I knew this one was going to be more me sitting and listening because you two have been the most vocal about it. I've Sorry, quite Steve. enjoyed hearing you. No, no, honestly, don't apologize. I'm actually enjoying myself. Uh, I knew it was going to be like, it's fine. <laughs> I've got a few things to say, but I'll add it on when it's necessary. Mm. So you the chip in, sir. You chip in. The problem I have <laughs> with the whole idea of him being an auteur is that auteurs are just auteurs because they're auteurs, if that makes any sense. They just do their own thing. They don't try and force something like I'm going to do it in my own aspect ratio, um, and there there are probably loads of autoristic signatures that Zack Snyder has for a Zack Snyder film that you can see and you say this is a Zack Snyder film. One of which is that four, three quarters of the fuck is in slow mo. So there you go. That's a good start. Um, it also leads to this idea that. If you like the Snyder Cut, you're better than other people as well. So, well, if you don't understand why he didn't do it, he did it in four three. <laughs> I can't help you. You probably just don't get the film. And I've had that already. If you look at Instagram, you can mm. see that people genuinely mm. think that. Yes. <laughs> you don't get the deeper meanings of the film. It's like it's just about fucking teamwork, leaning on other people, and that's a great message, especially considering um, one of the things he's trying to get across is it's not. It's not a bad thing to lean on other people if you're having a rough time. And he knows that more than anyone else. And I get that. And that's brilliant. And one of the other things yeah, was... There's a big sign yeah. about get help if you need it, isn't there? When Batman's exactly. driving up the ramp. 
Exactly, and that's brilliant. I understand it, but it's not hidden. <laughs> the whole no. that's not hidden in the film. Like as I, I said to someone, I go, "This is great," but it's not a deep film that people are seeing seem to think it is. It's a deep film for people that don't watch deep films. I think would be how I'd describe it. But then you watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we'd already discussed discussing racism, poverty, imposter syndrome, uh, PTSD, like. That they did that in an hour. <laughs> like, mm. if you want something that's genuinely deep, they did that in an hour. They didn't do it in four hours. So you can't come at me and say that 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 this is a deep, otoristic project because it's not. It's an action film with a great message, and the message is great, but it's not like it's particularly hidden. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, that's where I think. He thinks that's what he's doing, and yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this ratio because that's what my film's going to look best in. Mm. No, it's not. It's going to look best in fucking widescreen because yeah. that's what everyone's fucking got. When Nolan does these things, he does it, and everyone goes, "Oh, he's right. Yeah, that looks really good." Like yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like yeah, because the amount yeah. of times they've tried to make him do 3D and he's just gone, "Hey, fuck off." No, I'll do yeah. these films how I want to do them. <clears throat> so, so you said that you think they gave Snyder the keys to the kingdom, right? I think that was originally what they wanted Christopher Nolan to be. Oh, a hundred percent. I think they wanted yeah. him. To, I think they wanted to build on on the Dark Knight films because Christopher Nolan had more to do with Man of Steel, didn't he? Yeah, he wrote yeah. the story. I think or was yeah. involved in the story, but I think because they desperately wanted to do a fourth one, didn't they? Yeah, a fourth Batman, and he was just like, "No, I'm done." Like he didn't wasn't even sure he was going to do the trilogy. They. Mm apparently offered Batman to Bale for yeah. Batman v Superman as well. And he was just like, no, why would I want to go back to that when it's not with, like, I wasn't making a Batman film. I was making a Christopher Nolan film. So yeah. if it's not Christopher Nolan, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And the, the other thing is that like, so then they moved on to the idea, the duo of Zack Snyder and Jeff Johns. And neither turned out to be particularly great at this. Neither is Kevin Feige. That's that's the problem. Um, yeah, and they, they, they seem desperate have a, to find it. The thing is, you had Snyder's vision, yeah, as brilliant or as like faltering as that yeah. may be, and the studio didn't know what that vision was. They didn't mm. agree with that vision. I don't get the impression that anyone at Warner Brothers, other than Jeff Johns, has any idea about DC or the comics. Whereas yeah. at Marvel, as we've mentioned before. They all live and breathe what they do. They all live and mm. breathe those comics. Most of the people that come in, like Kenneth Branagh directing a superhero film, but he yeah. read Thor when he was a kid. That's mm. the level you get. And then they go, you're, you're fucking Kenneth Branagh. Obviously, we're going to keep an eye on it. You need to mention this. You need mm. to mention that. But you go away and make your film. And that's they're doing it <clears> now with DC, yeah. with Aquaman, with Wonder Woman 84, with the new Flash film, whatever that's going to end up being. And that, that's the other oh, thing; they seem to just point. want to blow their load so quickly as well. Like, yeah, now they've just yeah. gone fuck it. Yeah, it didn't work. Let's just make our own films with completely wildly different tones, which Marvel has done, but they've not been so drastic. But the thought now of having an Aquaman and Wonder Woman in the same film, mm. or this Batman in the same film, just wouldn't work the way they've built them out. Yeah, yeah, I don't really understand. I think I think there's a weird. I I really like Ben Affleck as Batman as well, but I thought I thought it was a weird choice not going younger originally, just because. Well, they wanted old Batman, didn't they? That was a thing. Yeah, but like, 
in the nicest possible way, what they've got is the less interesting Batman. You want the Batman that's kind of still trying to figure things out rather than the guy that's come out the other end and become a grumpy old man. And like Ben Affleck's done a really good job of that. But Mm. but, um, I, I... I don't know. Like they, the, the I get the feeling the nightmare scene's only there with the Joker, so they can go, yeah, okay. So here's what happened: the Joker killed Robin, like because you get a bit of that in Batman vs Superman, don't you, with the the costume behind this yeah. Robin suit behind. It's him. just to really hammer home that this is what happened. Yeah, but we already knew that already, and like we could live with that. We don't need a whole sequence. With... I think part of it was he probably thought, I'm not going to get to make another DC film. I want to direct the Joker. The Joker at the moment is Jared yeah. Leto, so he's going to have to be the Joker I direct. Because the other thing with that scene as well, and I'm sure there was some, again, arty reason, mm. the Joker's out of focus for half of his fucking scene. Yeah, I suppose it's meant He's to just feel like blurred, a dream, isn't but it? Yeah. Just like, but yeah, it just fucking jarred with me that bit. Yeah, I don't really get, like, I love Deathstroke as well, but I don't really get why he's knocking about there. And also, any opportunity to just bin off Lex Luthor, just fucking do it. Because he is <laughs> fucking awful. Yeah. As well. I'm not a fan of yeah. that, uh, but like, just I don't really get the nightmare sequences anyway. No, that was just being too big for your boots, wasn't yeah. it? Because it's like Marvel, who at this point now possibly could say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna throw in an actual proper Easter egg of something mm. that's gonna happen ten films down the line." Because yeah. obviously, the f- first nightmare scene was Batman v Superman, which was the second film, and he's throwing in something which isn't in this Justice League so yeah. it's clearly from another Justice League so he's throwing in something from basically a scene from a film five films along mm. and again just seemed a little bit arrogant a little bit because it's not even like one of those things of like where you can enjoy a film for what it is and then when you go back and then you go oh yeah now I've seen this film yeah, where yeah. that happens you could a bit like a I don't know Back to the Future or something like that mm. It was just overtly jarring, and it was just like I get just the main thing I think with anything this year. It's just not been earned. No, yes, it's got smugness to it as well. The suits haven't been earned. Mm. Superman's death was in no way earned in Batman v Superman. It's just just been rushed. Let us get to know the characters before you kill one, kill up, kill off the main one. Yeah, I mean, his whole thing was that he felt that that's what needed to happen for Batman to look to get the Justice League together. But just have Steppenwolf turn up and be really fucking badass Mm. and killing people and go, fuck, we need to get together. Yeah. Because that's right. Where were the Atlanteans and the fucking Amazonians during that end battle? Yeah. I mean, admittedly, he's wiped (laughs) Steppenwolf's kicked all their asses quite handily. But the more people you throw at a problem, the better it's going to be when it's a fucking war. Yeah. Also, when you get down the line, you start doing things like the Green Lantern TV series. How are they going to explain like why he didn't turn up to all this? It's John Stewart as well, apparently. Exactly, that yeah. was who Zack Snyder wanted to put in. Um, I so the the other thing you kind of touched upon briefly there was that the dialogue is terrible as well throughout this yeah. whole film. Um, it's. The exposition is crazy in this film. My favourite bit is when the newspapers get dropped and it's just basically says, building looking for new architect as the headline of like the Daily Planet. And it's like, this is meant to be like one of the new biggest newspapers in the country. And that is the headline you're leading with, is it? It's almost like you had no other way of, of getting this point across. <laughs> um, 
which is just utterly ridiculous and then just so many lines are just explaining exactly what's about to happen like over explaining it as well which and that's, again when yeah. you've got a four hour runtime, you can take your time over exposition you don't have yeah. to have exposition harry who sits there and goes and this is what's going to happen now if marvel which but, are essentially kids films can trust the audience to figure out what's going on you should be able to do that with these films as well because these are for adults because do you know how I know that? Because Batman says fuck. <laughs> like, so, like, so these are for adults. So trust that the adults understand what is going on unless you've not done a very good job of showing me what's going on in which case that's more a problem about the film than it is about the audience. Yeah. So, oh, that, that annoys me no end. Um, and that's another again, reason why this isn't as smart as people think it is as well. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not smart. I mean, yeah. going back to the beginning, yeah. one of my favourite bits that I had to say to you guys was, okay, we shall all take a mother box and hide it yeah. and men dig a hole about three foot deep and <laughs> lob it in and hope for the best. That'll do. But shall we go go five feet, six feet? Yeah. Nah. Let's just knock off and go get some mead, shall we? This, this, not mead. Not, <laughs> that's a weird choice. What that? It's not going to be a, a Bud Light, is it? What's, um... oh, no one drinks Bud Light, Terry. <laughs> what I thought was weird was, like, I haven't seen uh, grave robbing in any films in a while, but it seems to happen loads of times in this film. Well, no, he buries <laughs> the mother box once. That's not grave robbing. That's grave adding to. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Then they dig up. Uh, he tries digging up his mother, doesn't he? Cyborg. No, that's where he buries the mother box. Okay, yeah, at, his, at her grave where he is yeah. as well. Okay, that's one grave. Whatever it, that is, a grave, and they're digging up from that grave. Yeah, but he's digging it. He digs a hole to. I'm defending it here. Yeah. He buries the mother box yeah. there to keep it safe. Okay, it's still pretty weird though. They exhume Clark's body. Yeah. That is grave robbing. Yeah, yeah. So like. I'm just saying that that obviously he's got this that lacks imagination for me. Like, where are we gonna where are you gonna dig leave the the, the first mother box just in my grave where I'm supposed to be dead, maybe? But only like a few feet well. down. The mother boxes. Yeah. One is defended by Atlanteans. Yeah. He just grabs that. Yeah. One is defended by the Amazons. He grabs that. The one box that is just out and about, he cannot find. Yeah, which the <laughs> Nazis had for some reason. And there's like yeah, the no Nazis had it for, a bit. for that at all. It's like, what happened? The Nazis had it. Uh, when's that going to explain? I don't know, maybe a Wonder oh, Woman film? The Red film? Skull. I mean, some Nazis had it. Yeah. The Red Skull isn't in our universe, is he? <laughs> when's, when's the next Wonder Woman film set? 1984. Oh, well, not then, then. Ah, yeah, the Nazis had it. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make much sense. But okay, You'd sure. you think, like, in that, opening battle they had was it actually David Felwis as um, yes. Ares or had they just superimposed his face on because it was definitely his know. face I don't know, Do was, know was his lip like this <laughs> <laughs> but you they kept the moustache it was alright yeah. but you've got to surely <laughs> they could have taken one of the mother boxes somewhere they could have got one of them off earth yeah I, would, I mean, admittedly, this is going against Marvel, which I'm contractually not allowed to do. But the fact that so many Infinity Stones were on Earth, I always thought was a bit stupid. Which, admittedly, one of them was brought to Earth by Loki. Mm. Um, but essentially, we ended up with like three Mind Stones on Earth at the same time, which just seemed a little bit coincidental. Yeah, but and and, and to be fair, this might def- be defending Justice League as well. Like Earth's always been a big deal. So, like, it's been, like, 
it's the one planet that that super villains from other planets can't seem to get through because there's so many superheroes on it. So like, and if, that's the if, other thing yeah. as well, which I mentioned in the group. Mm. Dark side comes to Earth, realizes that the anti equation, mm. the anti life equation's there, yeah. and then they get run off the planet, leaving the mother boxes. Yeah. Steppenwolf finds the mother boxes and goes, "Fucking hell, this is Earth." It's like, mm. Why was that such a revelation? That's where you left the mother boxes. <laughs> of course, this is the, the planet that defeated you. Yeah, you've been there when you had that battle that somehow looked shitter than the Lord of the Rings battle that happened mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, that's the other thing. The CGI in that battle scene, yeah, Lord of the Rings looked better. Yeah. And that and happened for some a while reason, ago. He gets really badly wounded as well, doesn't he, Dark Side? He gets like, yeah. axed in the arm. In the, Shoulder very much like Thanos. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, should have aimed for the head. Yeah. So, I mean, like, <laughs> every time we mention any Marvel film, another part in, like, Infinity War or Endgame comes back that goes, like, I wanted to jump up in the cinema, clap, and throw my hand in the air at a lot of those films. The bit where Thor appears in Infinity War. With, yeah. <laughs> and let's, let, let's see, let's describe how Thor appears. With a tree and a raccoon. Okay. The raccoon is firing guns. The tree is just, is a teenager that's beating the shit out of people. And Thor goes, Here's my friend tree. Yeah. Bring me Thanos. <laughs> I and see you've copied my beard. Yeah. It's one of the coolest fucking scenes in the whole film. Okay. It's awesome, but it's utterly ridiculous. And they somehow managed to make it to not seem ridiculous. Yeah. That they do. Maybe. The time of that, though, was perfect, though, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah. that's what I feel. That's to the wow factor of it, in my opinion. Yes. Had it just been kind of like when they were sort of chatting to Black Panther about taking the stone out, it would have had no effect whatsoever. But the fact that the, the it came down, you saw Stormbreaker fly around a little bit, soon battle out some sort of like Jedi mind trick, and then yeah. big music to hear. That was just... Yeah, I agree. That was probably one of my favourite scenes yeah. in all of Infinity Wars. It was just so. But that's it was almost like the most heroic entrance you're probably going to see in the MCU. Yeah. But that's one. That's just good filmmaking. That's all that oh, is. No, yeah. They've just and done in a Justice good job. Justice League. We yeah. get Steppenwolf going for Dark Side with his yeah. big axe, going to kill Cyborg and Superman yeah. going. Not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> As and it that, hits him and doesn't cut him. And that should be cooler than it was. Like there's yeah. just something about it that like you almost want. Superman to appear and then the classic Superman music to kick in like, as he appears and just like even one of them to acknowledge that Superman's there and he's about to kick this guy's ass, like would be nice just like even yeah, that would have been the best yeah. bit for Aquaman to have gone yeah. my man which is what he does <laughs> flying through the air yeah exactly yeah that bit's great the only thing that would have made him better if he was flying through the air on a shark or something but like <laughs> but um, Sharknado yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh, yeah I thought Aquaman was quite good in general actually I quite like I quite like him as in that role I think he's, I think he's a good character Aquaman. yeah yeah yeah. I don't like the man. I don't like Jason Mama. I said that the other day. They're saying about him, it really pisses me off. <laughs> I've said before, I think it was Sonia I had this conversation with because he got announced as the new Eric Draven for the Crow reboot. And I was just like, no. Mm. Because for me, Jason Momoa, he's more of an 80s action star. Like he yeah. is Jason Momoa. He's yeah. like Arnie. He's like Van Damme. He's not a nuanced actor. He's not a bad actor, but you know what you. He's like Statham. You know what mm. you're going to get. 
he's he's someone you don't want to knock his pool cue in the uh biker bar in an 80s film like exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's not he's not the crow like that that doesn't no, seem exactly. to someone that's really lazy because someone's gone he's got long hair well he was about the fourth choice because it was luke <laughs> evans yeah. then he had to drop out oh luke then evans would have been all right john houston yeah and he got had to drop out and then the film got shelved then jason momoa came on board and it got greenlit again then it got shelved again i think that's been off the best on. i think that's for the best just leave it be it was corin hardy that was going to direct it as well which i was kind of excited about mm. until i watched the nun recently fucking hell wow. the nun dream oh, mm. yeah you can imagine Jason Momoa doing like a remake of Roadhouse or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That would yeah. be that would be yeah. like maybe, maybe like modern twists. That's Surely. a great film. This I love it. But, but even then, Patrick yeah. Swayze, although he was a bit of an action heartthrob, yeah. he was still a decent like Bodie in Point Break. Fucking yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I knew you were going to say. Energy dish fuck. Surely, surely Jason Momoa. Surely Jason Momoa is two <laughs> films away from being in a Fast and Furious film. Anyway, he was um, going to be in Hobbs and Shaw. Fuck, of course, he, he was, was going to be Hobbs's brother, but <laughs> oh, shooting like, timings didn't allow it. Genuinely, yeah. Instead, they got Cliff Cliff Collins. Fuck all like. No, it's, it's, uh, it's it is a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh god, it's just so silly. Some of some of the stuff. But I, one thing I did see on Instagram, um, yeah. Jason Momoa, possibly how he got Aquaman. He auditioned for Batman for Batman v Superman. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I I quite like Jason Momoa as a, as a human, like so. Yeah, it seems I'm, like a genuinely yeah. nice guy, and what he can do, yeah. Like, and he's quite good with accents. I watched a really shit film on Netflix the other day, The Bad Batch. Okay, which is some sort of like post-apocalyptic. It's got him mm. in it, and it's got Keanu in it. So again, contractually bound to watch it. Yeah, yeah and he's quite good <laughs> in that. He puts on a bit of a sort of New Orleansy accent. Maybe he can be the next Gambit. Um, <laughs> let's not let's not get silly with this, all right? Um, but yeah, he seems like a nice guy that you'd, if you were out with a night out on with Jason Momoa, yeah. you would have a bloody lovely time. You probably wouldn't remember it the next day because I'd imagine he could oh, drink God, me under no. the table. But yeah. um, I, mean, yeah. I remember seeing a video; he basically downs a pint of Guinness, and then you see him pick up an axe, and he's at one of those like axe <laughs> ranges, and he just throws an axe, bam, smack in the bullseye. Um, what prick! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, did I tell you that I've been in the same restaurant as him this is at the same one. time or just generally he was yeah, in this restaurant yeah, at some yeah, point, one, at one point yeah. it's, it's the uh, drive through McDonald's in uh, in, Har- in Harrow <laughs> no I'm joking um, so, uh, we it was um, I was at a like a weekend con- like sci-fi convention thing and it was at the same time that there was another convention going on and we were we weren't staying in the hotel that this convention was going on at, and we were staying in a different one. And obviously, they unwittingly booked out that hotel for like all the guests for the other convention. <laughs> so, like <laughs> s- sitting eating dinner behind um, me and this other person were Billy D. Williams, um, oh, Jason Momoa. This is Jason Momoa just after Stargate, by the way. So it wasn't like Big superstar. Yeah, it wasn't like superstar Jason Moore. And a couple of the wolves from Twilight. Like Were they just, sat together? Yeah. 
eating dinner. I think they were anyway. And Billy D. Williams might have been on his own, but yeah, I think they were all just sitting there eating dinner. I don't think that beats my uh, being two tables away from Robert Webb in a Pizza Express in Leicester <laughs> <the> Square. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was really funny that they'd booked this hotel for a sci for a sci-fi convention. And they'd inadvertently booked the one that was opposite another sci-fi convention. So loads of people were like, oh, look, <laughs> that's the other show I like. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm sure there's loads of stuff that I've got to shit on the Snyder Cut with more. Um, yeah, I'm just going through my notes. A lot yeah. of it's just stupid stuff, which is probably, again, you have in every film. Um, yeah, just there's a bit where they're, again, at the beginning, they're all shooting their arrows at Steppenwolf. Mm as he disappears with the mother box mm. and the arrows disappear. But Queen Hepalata was immediately behind him. So she should have been <laughs> reined in fucking arrows, <laughs> but the arrows just ceased to exist at the point that he disappeared. So someone, someone asked me what I thought of it. And I sent them an essay. I might just read that out. That might cover everything. I reckon. Oh, God, uh, okay. <laughs> <Lock the> <laughs> terrible dialogue boring action scenes the fucking joker is awful i like the cyborg stuff and i like the casting in general but nothing ever fell on the line in it lots of accidental sexism which despite good intentions kind of plays into the macho bullshit that the snyder cult love uh, what's more they still don't feel like the characters just people dressed up as them because no one seems to know how to handle these properly um I'm happy for the genuinely nice people that wanted this to happen, and I hope it's everything they wanted, but good lord, that's a following that can get pretty damn toxic. I think there are some reviews where people are a little scared not to not to pull their punches. A little scared to not pull their punches. Um, uh, something that was mentioned in the Kermode review recently. Uh, final, final couple of points. Happy Zack Snyder has turned out to be the antithesis of Joss Whedon, being a voice that's come out openly on right-wing podcasts to say there's no room for hate. Also, this was what it was all building to, and not get not to get to finish it for the reasons that he didn't get to finish it. It's fucking awful. Uh, so releasing a film which says it's okay to lean on other people is pretty cool. I'll say that there's some unearned smugness to it. They don't really understand, and with fans proclaiming its detractors don't understand the depth of it, it felt like it was blown away on the front, on that front, by the Falcon Winter Soldier the very next day in an hour long show, showing that they'll be tackling PTSD, racism, mistreatment of black people in general, including financially, imposter syndrome, depression, and financial hardship. Um, final point the slow mo is really fucking boring, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's that sums up pretty much everything I feel about it. What so, was the Mark Kermode thing? That you so he, he said he is surprised <coughs> at some of the reviews he's seen by reviewers that he generally is in sync with. And he thinks that one of the problems with the Snyder Cut is that it's stirred up some of the more um, spirited people fans of the, of the of the film that have given that have um given no end of stick to reviewers that wouldn't necessarily give it a good review so he thinks that there is an element that some people might be too scared to um to say not wonderful things about it yeah yeah mm. i was just gonna say you get the impression that a lot of the cultist released the schneider cuts probably voted trump <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything of the sorts i just think that <clears throat> this became such a big deal that um, 
I think that they were always going to like it no matter what, because if they didn't like it, then all of a sudden something that have put that much time and effort into will have um, been a bit of a disappointment. Well, um, Xavi is selling T-shirts that are, we we released the Schneider Cut. You see, here's here's the thing, right? I, I, I maybe am a little bit biased because one of my favourite TV series um, was cancelled and then got brought back in a very similar campaign to release the Snyder Cut. Save the Expanse was was a really big deal that actually worked out. And you know my feeling on the Expanse is that it's a very good TV series. It does make me start to wonder whether... Is it whether, better than the Schneider Cut? Um, <laughs> the fact that you even asked that says to me that you need to watch it instantly. <laughs> like now. Um, the, but it's, it, is, it does make me feel like I, I do have like a personal kind of attachment to the expanse and whilst i do think it is genuinely a very good tv series it does make me not not question my my motives but it does make me think that i i have like an as say an emotional attachment to it still worth watching though still very very good but um (laughs) there is there is um I, i kind of understand that but at the same time i don't think it's worth giving people a hard time if they don't actually like it as well. That's, that's it. It's, yeah. it's become uh, quite toxic, isn't it? That's yes, the problem. I think so. There are people that, like you said, that just wanted to, someone to actually be able to release their version of a film. Yeah. Happy for those, but yeah, there are some people that have taken it far too far. Yeah. And if this is. And the, they see it as them being in control. And if this is the perfect film for you, that's great. And I'm really happy that it's been released. I didn't see anything that I haven't seen a million times in, in other action films in this one, I would say. Um, and yeah, that's it. For me, mm. perfectly decent, but... It's better than the original version. Yeah, I'll probably watch it mm. again. I mean, not like Steve, twice in two days, you're yeah. fucking mentalist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's that? You and as we've already uh, mentioned... We released the Snyder Cut, Steve. Yes. It's, 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 <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and was it you that sent a, sent a death threat to Robbie Collin? Um <laughs> <laughs> And as we've mentioned this morning or earlier, mm. there is a very lovely steelbook that HMV are doing of it, which I will almost certainly end up buying. Yeah, it does look very cool. Yeah. I go alongside my Suicide Squad <laughs> steelbook. <laughs> I just hate myself sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I think, you know what, Terry? Life's going too well. Pop the Schneider cut on. <laughs> Pop on the Suicide Squad. Put yourself back in your place. Save yourself like 25 quid and just whack your bollocks with a ruler. Just like, <laughs> just surely that's, that's, that's more How do you know I pay 25 quid to get someone to whack my balls with a ruler? <laughs> <laughs> she told me she was discreet. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's, it's a very good wig that I've got. Um, so, just... <laughs> I think no, they're wearing a baseball yeah. cap and sunglasses. I'll never know who they are. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, any last thoughts before we never talk uh, about the Snyder Cut again? The only last thing I have to say, yeah. I, I can't remember I've said to you guys before, the only problem I've had with a Justice League film, and including this one, mm. is the hole it's put to future films. Mm. Like, at one point there was attached to be a part two there was going to be a flash there was going to be yeah. a cyborg there was going to be this. because of everything that happened in the original one possibly this one hasn't helped and mm-hmm. probably hasn't is the fact that now this 
it's put a massive halt on any kind of future DC films in that kind of universe. Yeah. But once the Batman comes out next year, we're going to have, what, three separate universes where the Joker could possibly exist. Yeah, Jared That's Leto kind of, of them. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like it's fucked all up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've like, basically even... said that, haven't they? They've said, like, the Batman's going to be Earth 21. Mm. This mm. is one they're going into the multiverse thing without actually going into the multiverse thing. Yeah. With obviously the Flash, whatever it's not Flashpoint anymore, is it? But that's gonna is it look not at that a little bit? That's as the best news I've ever heard today. It is not. You can't have the Flashpoint at this point because when we no. said it before, it has not been earned. You have not no. set up the characters to yeah. then show how different they are within the Flashpoint universe. We've seen but his we've got his dad for a maximum of five minutes, and the whole thing's based around his yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got um, it has got Ben Affleck in it. And it suppose I don't know if it's been a billion consent confirmed, but it's got Michael Keaton in it as Batman as well. Yeah. The whole talk is that it could reset the universe to the point where Michael Keaton is the Batman, and that's why Ben Affleck's not about anymore, or some bollocks like that. But I love, I love that the response to Ben, the Ben Affleck being a bit of an older Batman is get an older Batman. <laughs> like. Mm. They're not going to get fucking Val Kilmer. Have you seen the state of him recently? No offence, terror. He's been very him. ill. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's been very ill. Oh, poor old Val Kilmer. It's weekly with Sonia. <laughs> when I saw him in the Jazz Son and Bob reboot, yeah. I had to double take an IMDb just double check that was definitely Val Kilmer. Because I don't think how the first one was, oh, what was that shit serial killer film with Michael Fassbender? which he clearly did for the money right oh. after he had his surgery because he has to be dubbed because he couldn't talk because he'd had that laryngectomy. Mm. Um, and they've given him like this really weird voice that just does not suit his body at all. But yeah, I will go to the grave defending Val Kilmer. He's no, been ill. No, no. Him alone. No, don't get me wrong. I like Val Kilmer. I think he's great. But if you look at him, if you look at Val Kilmer and Batman forever mm. and you look at Val Kilmer now, oh, and yeah. if, you look at George, if you look at George Clooney and Batman and Robin and you look at George Clooney now, George you Clooney still looks like... Really. I mean, I'd still shag the fuck out of George Clooney <laughs> if I had the opportunity, do you know what I mean? I so, probably wouldn't go near Val Kilmer unless I'd have a few sambukas, I'm not going to lie. George Clooney... You know I, mean? I, I, I would want to hang out with Val Kilmer, but I wouldn't want to have sexual intercourse with George him. George Clooney's been that age for about 30 years now. Yeah. Well, he look, he's literally one of those people... He's like a yeah. Benjamin Button that hasn't actually aged backwards, but yeah. he looks better every year. You look at him like in his mid-30s with black hair. Yeah. He looks fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah he does yeah also as well because we talked about Flash and the Flashpoint I didn't like the ending how he like basically reversed time again mm. didn't feel like it was earned felt a bit forced and his whole thing of come on Barry you can do it you can mm. do it Barry admittedly better than fucking I saw it on Instagram his bit in the Justice League where he's talking to that Russian family mm that was a lot worse but again didn't mm. feel earned that he could now yeah we've never met the flash before but he can reverse time I'll, I'll say this that if you want if you want a decent justice league story rock of ages grant morrison jla it is amazing it gives me goosebumps I you meant rock of ages the film with tom cruise and <laughs> yeah. not that bollocks <laughs> um just um yeah no this it is one of the best justice league stories and if you want a good superman story Grant Morrison again, All Star Superman. Like it's it's basically a story about how Superman's just a really good dude, and it's fucking great, and it's perfect for that. And yeah, finally, that is what Superman yeah. should be. Exactly. If you want a good Batman story, any of the Scott Snyder stuff, not Zack Snyder, 
Scott Snyder Batman run Court Any of relation? Uh, I don't think so, no. Like one, if 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 they are, then one's got all the writing talent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Scott Snyder's run of Batman, in lieu of the fact that we haven't had anything decent movies wise for a while. Although the new one does look like it's going to be quite good. They finished uh, filming that now as well, yeah, didn't they? Out next year. Although I did read, and again, I've only read it in one place, mm. so it might be bullshit. But Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson did not get on apparently which has potentially thrown the rest of the films out of whack because one or both of them might not want to work with the other one again. But only read in one place. It feels like it's difficult to Never get Batman right, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, yeah, and from yeah. that first trailer, it looks like they're on a fucking roll to do it. Yeah. It that trailer is... A, the Riddler looks yeah. so fucking good in that. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's I love Paul Dano. Half of that trailer shows that he's actually trying to work things out, like doing mm. actual detective work as well. And the Which fact that it actually shows him with eye makeup round his eyes when yeah. he takes off the mask. It's just and such a stupid little thing, but I like it. But it's the it's the kind yeah. of thing that only Robert Pattinson would look good like that, though, as well. Oh yeah. Like it's basically the, emo yeah. robo, isn't it? Yeah, but he's got the jaw. He's he's doing it. The jaw looks great. I wasn't sure about Pattinson, but yeah. then I think he's good in tenet. And have you guys watched The Devil all the time? No. No, he's only in it for about five minutes, but he plays like this southern preacher. And fuck me, he is. Un- other than the fact he clearly is Robert Pattinson, mm. like his voice is fucking ridiculous. Like how he's... well he's done this, he's actually a. Re- he's yeah. been tainted, obviously, by Potter and Twilight, mm. but he's actually a very, very good actor. Exactly, and I think he's kind of mm. perfect for a young Bruce Wayne. Also, uh, mm. what's his face as Alfred? God, what's his bloody name? Gollum. Circus. Circus is Alfred yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Dano Again, is the Riddler. I think they've nailed yeah. the casting throughout yeah. on that film. And fucking an unrecognisable, what's his face? Is, God, I can't Farrell, remember any yeah. names. Yeah, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell as the Penguin, yeah. Yeah, because literally they showed the trailers and everyone's going, they didn't show Colin Farrell in the yeah. trailers. He's in it like loads. So the guy who did the makeup went, <laughs> yeah. thank you very much for what your thoughts on my makeup because <laughs> this is him. <laughs> just Even just the I'm Vengeance bit as well. That, oh, yeah. Oh, that did it because that's straight out of the animated series. I am Vengeance, I am the Knight, I am Batman. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that should be good. Um, If you have the Schneider cut laid to rest. Yes, we will never, ever talk about it again. (laughs) Until Until next week. Until next week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. If you've got thoughts on the Schneider cut or Falcon and Winter Soldier or anything Marvel superhero related, we'd love to know. Hit us up on Too Much Time on Hands, TMTOH on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and join our Discord where we're having chats about these things all the time. So uh, just head to either of those. The link's in the bio or pinned tweet. We'll be back next week to talk more Falcon and Winter Soldier. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.